Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So, Roland, as, uh, as we keep our ear to the ground... Um, yes, yes, carefully. <laughs> carefully, that's right. Because uh, yeah. depending on where you are, that could be dangerous. Yeah, you could ants in your ear. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of... Yeah, and I, and I always think of like those old like westerns or whatever where they, you know, they, I guess, put their ear on the railroad tracks and yeah. they know whether if a train's coming or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's... I would not try that. Do not try that at home. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So that that could be dangerous. That could be dangerous. Yeah. But on TV, it's perfectly fine. On TV, yeah. It's yeah. perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. There's a great show called Mythbusters where they looked at stuff like crazy things you see in TV shows and, re- and movies possible. and whether or not they're actually possible mm. in real life. And fa- fascinating show. Very fun show. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's reruns now. You have to watch reruns. But. Mm. Mm. So, Roland, we again, as we you know, keep our ear to the ground, we we hear about all kinds of stuff that's going on in the pro-life movement and the pro-choice movement as well, <laughs> and we do, we certainly get a lot of very interesting news that we hear coming out of Planned Parenthood. One of the most recent pieces of news that we heard coming out of Planned Parenthood was that they assigned new members of their clergy advisory board. Yes, right. So they have a clergy advisory board, and you know, it's a group of faith leaders. From various denominations, Mo- uh, mostly Christian. Mostly Christian. I think yeah. they have a they have a rabbi, and I th- believe they might have folks from uh, one or two other faiths as well. But yeah, it's, it sounds like a joke, like a rabbi. Right, I know. A, yeah, walks into a planned parenthood. Right, right. A rabbi like and a priest. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah one so. of those deals. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. I probably know several jokes like that, but yeah, um, they're probably not appropriate. I know we can't. Yeah, we can't say them on the podcast. Yes. So I'll tell you after we hit, you know, turn <laughs> off the mics. Yeah. So 80, 90 percent of the board is are Christian yeah. pastors, right? And so it got us to thinking. Okay, what? Well, what is the role of a good pastor. Yeah. And does the promotion of abortion actually fit into any of what those roles of a good pastor are? Yes. So why don't, you, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, I think that when you start to unpack that and you think about that, so what's the role of a good pastor? And certainly from a Christian perspective is is to serve like Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So you have to think about how did Jesus serve and to equip others to do ministry, to do good works. Mm-hmm. That's another piece, piece. To commit to pray and to spread the gospel. And, you know, there's this overarching perspective, when you, particularly when you, when you think about ministering like Jesus. Jesus always was focused on protecting the vulnerable, mm. right? Yeah. That, that was a core yeah. aspect of who Jesus was and, mm-hmm. and what he said. And when, you, when he talked about, like, little children and, yeah. and how you did become like a little child. If any one of you harms one of these, it's better right. for, uh, you know, a millstone to be placed around your neck and you'd mm-hmm. be thrown into the ocean or the water rather rather than you, you yeah. know so there was this always this bias towards protecting the vulnerable and yeah. you see that not just with with Jesus but just the whole um, uh, narrative of scripture is all around protecting the vulnerable the mm-hmm. focus on protecting orphans and widows who were the most vulnerable in the culture so yes. there's this there's this perspective and this is even again even in the Jewish tradition for the rabbi right. uh, there's this perspective that we have to protect the vulnerable Right. Yes. There's another perspective as a Christian minister, and uh, that's in the narrative of the Bible, is that life is precious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. 
yeah. and that and that we're we're called to choose life. In fact, in Deuteronomy, he says, "I said before you, life and death, and choose life." Mm. This whole notion that life is precious, yes. right, yes. is there as well. And so, as a pastor, uh, as a pastor, and you're a rabbi, someone who's a, a faith person, you should be protecting life because mm-hmm. that's precious in mm-hmm. God's sight. Mm-hmm. And this notion that we're all created created in the image mm-hmm. of God, we're mm-hmm. always we're all image bearers of mm-hmm. God. Imago mm-hmm. Dei, right? We're right. all image bearers, and so you want to protect the image bearers because when we harm, you know, us another person, we are we are damaging, if you will, someone who is a reflection mm-hmm. or has the image of God in, mm-hmm. in, in, in their humanity. Right. So all those things together, mm-hmm. you look at that yeah. whole thing, and then you look at what's happening here in terms of the Planned Parent Advisory Board, and you say, well, how does it how does it measure up against the test? Right, right. And, you know, and, and some folks might say, well, you know, is the Clergy Advisory Board, is their role, you know, really to promote abortion? I mean, are, are they there to kind of talk about you know, all the other services that Planned Parenthood provides for a community and health and all these other things. But if you actually go to Planned Parenthood's website and read about the Clergy Advisory Board, one of the things that they emphasize very explicitly is, a you know, reproductive health, which in, is abortion. just their nice way of saying, you know, abortion. Yes. And the importance of that and the importance of the faith community. Yes. Talking about that, you know, fearlessly and removing the judgment Yes. From all this stuff. And, and right? basically positioning yeah. it as a moral good. Right. That, exactly. That's the framework. Yes. I mean, that, that's that. I mean, a, yeah. a, a faith leader is supposed to be a moral leader. Right. And a faith leader is supposed to be out there in the public square saying mm-hmm. that this is a moral good. And when faith leaders don't do that, mm-hmm. we're critical. For example, when people talk about slavery, mm-hmm. you know, and the church's uh, and the church's role, uh, particularly in the South around slavery, and, and what's the criticism? Well, slavery was positioned as a moral good, and mm-hmm. it was not, right? Because mm-hmm. enslaving mm-hmm. another image bearer is not a moral good, right? right. So certainly th- the perspective here would be, well, then, then you're making trying to make the argument that abortion is a moral good like any other moral good. Yeah. And, and that it's yeah. a, quote, good work. Right, right, right. When someone aborts their child and yeah. when you assist them in aborting their child, it is a good work like water for the thirsty, food for the hungry, clothes for the naked, mm-hmm. abortion for the pregnant. Right. These are all good They're works. They're all on equal and, and they, moral and ground. Yeah. On equal moral yeah. ground. Yeah. And yeah. that's the way you should view it. And I, I really like the analogy that you brought out in terms of, or I, I don't know if it's an analogy, but a, 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 kind of a story to yeah. sort of illustrate. Yeah what that would look like at a like at a church service. So, so why don't you kind of walk folks through that? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I grew up in, in, you know, in the black church, in the black church tradition, and there was always this 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 time where folk would testify. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things. And so when, when someone would testify, there'd be someone who'd stand up and say what God had done for them or what the church had enabled them to do. And so if you just create in your mind, you know, this this testimony service where, you know, a woman comes up on onto uh, the platform uh, uh, and comes up to the pulpit and the pastor says, please testify what God has done. And she comes up and she's carrying her child. And she says, I was facing an unplanned pregnancy and the community and the church and the pastor uh, came alongside me and helped me bring my child into the world and really helped me build a connection with with the guy who got me pregnant. We're now moving towards marriage and she's holding her little baby and praising God for this new life that came into the world. And the church is just clapping and celebrating and praise God for that. And then she kind of stands there for a second and then pastor says, well, well, Sister Johnson, you come on up. And Sister Johnson comes up and says, yeah, I was facing an unplanned pregnancy and the church came together and rallied and gave me the money so I could abort my child. Logically, logically, uh, again, if abortion was a moral good sure. that pastors could or should be promoting, yes. everyone in the church should be applauding with equal vigor. E- equal vigor and celebrating yes. that. 
in celebrating yeah. that. Because a moral good was done in the name of a, the church. A moral good with was, the church community behind it and supporting it, right? So behind it and supporting it. Yeah. And one of the things that, that you know, and certainly from our perspective of doing this work, is that abortion, it's not transformational. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. It's not transformational, it's transactional. Mm-hmm. And often what you see is, certainly from our standpoint, we see someone who's had an abortion that the circumstances that led to the abortion and the decision-making around sex and marriage and fatherhood and motherhood, right, that led to that abortion is still there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. often you see that person with a second, a third abortion or unplanned pregnancy or something. Like there's no transformation, right, right yep. in terms of that person's life. Whereas, whereas the person who brings the child into the world, engages, start to see God's design for marriage and family and fatherhood and motherhood and then also faith, right, it's transformational, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So they they are more likely to become a disciple who makes disciples who live and love like Jesus, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And and what you're really looking at here is that really it's a retail transaction, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to a, a a covenant building, you know, transformation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And marriage and parenting, those are all transformational institutions of culture, yep. right? And, and institutions of faith, whereas abortion is, is not one of these things. So I, I'm sure that's the reason why you don't see those kinds of testimonies in church, right? Yeah. yeah. Be- because people know in their heart that abortion is not a moral good. It's not something to be celebrated. The destruction of, of the innocent is not a moral good. Mm-hmm. It's inconsistent with the mm-hmm. biblical worldview. Yeah, yeah. And as a result, you don't see those kinds of testimonies in church. In fact, I've never seen one right. in church. Right, no. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think what Planned Parenthood would argue is that, well, you should be seeing those kinds of testimonies in church. And that's why we have this clergy advisory board to remove the shame and stigma from abortion so that the faith community can celebrate abortion the way that they should be, which, again, based on all the definitions of what good works are and what pastors should be doing and just the biblical perspective on life and all that. It's just not. It doesn't make sense. It's not celebrated because it's not something to be celebrated. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Regardless of how you repackage it. Right. right? The reality is that it's not protecting the vulnerable. Yeah. It's not transformational. Mm -hmm. It's transactional. Right. Jesus didn't do do retail, which is what transactions are. Yeah. He said, come as you are, but don't stay as you came. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And certainly when in the life of the child growing inside of you. And, and the circumstances are such that, you know, community supports that. Yeah, it's right. not transformational, it's transactional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so from my standpoint, it's one of the reasons why the church's response in that situation needs to be coming alongside that person who's made that decision, mm-hmm. right, to help them find the forgiveness that comes mm-hmm. from Christ. Right, right, absolutely. So that's how they, that's the role the church should have. So mm-hmm. when that sister comes up and says, I had this abortion, right, mm-hmm. the applauding shouldn't be for the abortion, mm-hmm. obviously, because mm-hmm. that's not transformational. Mm-hmm. And God says, I, the applauding should be, listen, we're going to come alongside you and help you, right? Yeah. Be it as, as, as Jesus did with a woman caught in adultery, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't mm-hmm. you go and sin no more, mm-hmm. and be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and mm-hmm. moving you into the community of faith, yeah. so you can live a transformed life, not Absolutely. a transactional life. Yeah. And that's what these ministers need to be focused on. Not yeah. trying to encourage more women to have abortions, right, right, right. but frankly, they should be going after those women who have had abortions mm-hmm. and help them to find the hope in Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, our prayer uh, is that the folks on this clergy advisory board would sort of have a road to Damascus moment yes. where they would, you know, see the light Yes. Um, and understand that what they're doing is not within the parameters of what a pastor should be leading his or her church in, that they would, uh, they would kind of, you know, become aligned with 
God's design around these things. And uh, absolutely, and, and have, and, and they would be transformed. Absolutely, that's yeah. exactly what we pray for. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thank you, Rollin. Yep. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Carecast. For more pro abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro life passion into pro abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.